Stephen King, your favorite novelist and master of modern horror, has written his first motion picture screenplay. It combines all the elements of his creative imagination. This loose cannon needs to be locked down before innocent people start getting hurt. He's been asleep for 5,000 years. You find us a cell that can hold him, we'll take care of the rest. Who's on the team? Do you think the realm will ever accept me as their queen? A woman would not inherit the Iron Throne. Because that is the order of things. When I'm queen, I will create a new order. This Organized Chaos podcast is brought to you by listeners like you. Thank you. This guy's really kind of doing it for me. Baby. Hello and welcome to an Organized Chaos Podcast, the very best podcast in all of human existence. Well done. Congratulations on your podcasting choice. Uh, I, I cannot Perfect. commend you enough. Uh, joining me on this most excellent podcast is, of course, Bobby Quarters and uh, our common guest, George. How are you guys doing? Doing well. Doing, doing good. Doing well. Good, good. Well, I mean, we, we got some exciting stuff to talk about. We have... Uh, uh, we don't really have... The first thing we're going to talk about isn't very Halloween-y at all. Uh, we're going to talk about the Stephen King story called uh, Cat's Eye. But, yeah, it's, it's not it's really... Really sci-fi. At all. Yeah, it's sci-fi. It's James Wood's most understated performance. It Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, I believe it's in canon with the Airbud movies. <laughs> it is in canon with the Airplane movies. <laughs> oh, Airplane, that too, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is after... <laughs> Airbud, airplane, similar and, movies, yeah. right? But after that, we will get to some Halloween themed stuff because we will be talking about Black Adam and the season finale. Well, the last four episodes of House of the Dragon. So uh, that that will be very Halloweeny, very not pumpkin. Three. Yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, anything you guys want to say before we go ahead and head into news? Uh, no. All right. So the first news story uh, about Lone, Lauren Bobert. Let me dig this up. I mean, oh. Lone, Lauren Bobert, uh, a fine, oh, respectable old, individual. What did old Shooter mm. McGill do this time? Mm. Or say, rather. Oh, uh, Lauren Bobert denies claim that she shot and killed neighbor's dog. Oh God! Just knowing her, she probably did. Like for most people, I'd be like, "Yeah, no, that they you know, I'll, uh, it's he said, she said." But with her at this point, it's like, "Yeah, she did it." <laughs> I wonder if these are the same neighbors who have complained about her husband being drunk and uh, rational and yelling at them a lot. Probably. Oh my God! This whole thing's just become an ad. <sighs> yeah. That... There we go. Like people All right. Do things because they get paid. Yeah, it's, it's weird. <laughs> All right. So on August, according to this, on August seventeenth, twenty twenty-two, you took my best friend away from me. The power of your, with the power of your gun. That's what the neighbor is saying. Um, wow, that wasn't that long ago, too. Jesus Christ. Uh, Miss Mendoza accused the congresswoman of killing Omega because she had entered Miss Bobert's property and hurt 
the goats. They're adding that her dog was not violent, but had hunting instincts like any other canine. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot to say other than I dislike uh, Lauren Boebert. <laughs> yeah, I don't really have much well, to I say mean, about her. Well, I mean, it sounds that, like... A that... I mean, reading the first bit, it sounded like she was saying she didn't do it, and then she was saying, oh, they are harassing her goats. So she did do it. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, the next news story up, uh, another lovely individual, Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz. Oh, you mean oh oh you mean the 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 thing how he reimbursed himself to yeah. something to the tune of five hundred and fifty five thousand dollars. Yes, yes. After successfully yeah. challenging a political <laughs> spending law at Supreme Court. Uh <laughs> oh, I can't go very far into this. Uh it is paywalled. Oh, I got you. Bah oh, for me too. Got uh... Yeah, fun guys. Got news, guys. You you can't paywall all this stuff, guys. You know, crazy right wing sites don't paywall their shit. That's a problem. Something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyways, going off into entertainment news, Harrison Ford officially joins the Marvel Universe. He will be replacing William Hurt as Thunderbolt Ross. And here's an actual little discussion point, because I know lots of people brought up to me. They're like, hey, how come they're recasting William Hurt, but not Chadwick Boseman? Uh, uh. I know I don't have strong thoughts how they want to handle their stories, but do you guys have any thoughts on it? <laughs> Why on earth would they recast uh, uh, T'Challa? Like, why would they recast Chadwick Boseman? Well, I see the relevant. I, I just I, I'm missing no. the connection. Did people get this up in arms when uh, Terrence Howard was recast by Don Cheadle? I mean, I think Terrence Howard is a terrible actor, so mm. I think that's a good call in my book. Oh well, Don Cheadle was an absolute upgrade. Oh yeah, like, no, no question, is a definite upgrade. Yeah, but, I mean, just Howard is just so flat in everything. I can't, <laughs> I can't. It's a chore. Mm hmm. Well, yeah, no, I. <laughs> I don't get this argument because it's all about how they want to tell the story. Obviously, like I was assuming when William Hurt died, they'd probably be done with uh, Thunderbolt Ross. But it seems like they're bringing him back. They're probably going to do a Red Hulk storyline with him. So he might have a fairly substantial uh, role in the MCU going forward. Wait, William Hurt died? Yeah. He died a couple years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I think we might have talked about it on here, actually. <laughs> we might have. Yeah. Yeah, his last appearance in the MCU will officially be Black Widow, although his last yeah, canonical appearance early. will yeah, be he, Endgame. He totally died earlier this year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I must have just. Wow. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it all depends okay, on the stories yeah. they want to tell. Because with uh, the Black Panther, the Black Panther, even in the comic book, has been a mantle and established in the movie, has been yeah. a mantle that can pass on to other people. Whereas Red Hulk. Yeah is not like a huge character, and I believe it's pretty much just been Thunderbolt Ross just messing around with the Hulk serum, pretty much. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they want to tell more stories with them, but cool, as long as they do a good job. That's all I'm asking. And Yeah. 
Okay, well, I guess I could see the connection now, but still, though, it's 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 a bit different. Like you said, the mantle, uh, black man, or Black Panther is more of a mantle. Yeah, and they so they that can be passed, and know, just like Batman. I mean, so much of the first movie was about how it was a mantle. Uh, yeah. Killmonger took over the role for a while, and that was part of the issue in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, and Thunderbolt Ross yeah, isn't it, a mantle; it's a dude. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and if they wanted to like do more with the character obviously and they had more planned mm-hmm. but they couldn't do it because of Hurt's passing then yeah i'd trust that the company i would mm-hmm. trust that they know what they're doing absolutely i mean they've been able to deter most of the uh, naysayers well i mean they're still naysayers no matter what mm-hmm. i mean i i'd think at least for you know at least i guess true comic fans would just be very happy that you know there's stories being told mm-hmm. stories that they stories that they're at least familiar with, but mm-hmm. stories that are material that they would want to see on the big screen. Yeah. And, and, and they have their expectations held too high and they mm-hmm. can never match what they, ex- their expectations. Well, I would definitely say like, I won't call Harrison Ford an upgrade from William Hurt, but he's definitely like on the same level acting wise. So, I mean, Oh yeah, it's, I'm happy with that. I'm, uh, Okay, uh, next mo- news story. Kevin Spacey was acquitted. I still think he did it. <laughs> I still think he's guilty. I think he's very guilty. I think it. it's obviously the details of the trial aren't very out there, and they probably never will be out there. But I really suspect it's a thing where it's like some sort of legal red tape. It's been a long time since I believe this is the Anthony Rapp allegations. It's been a long time since those allegations happened reportedly. And rape does have a uh, what's the term? It expires after a while, which is an issue. I I actually think rape and murder are the two most serious charges and shouldn't like expire. It shouldn't be like, oh, you raped somebody 25 years ago. So, you know. You're Scott free yeah, now. There shouldn't uh, be any limitations. Statue of limitations, crimes. yes. Yeah, there should be no limitations on those crimes. Yeah, those two, like, you. you want to put a limitation on something like stealing? I gotcha, I gotcha. But, like, rape and murder, no. Those are things that are outrageously wrong and just should not be forgiven. But, uh, yep, Kevin Space is acquitted, probably on some stupid, I don't know, but. I still think he's maybe he's innocent, but I still think he's probably a monster. <laughs> and then the last piece of uh, news that just came in earlier today: <clears throat> character actor Leslie Jordan has passed. Um, I mean, wow. Um, he, this guy's been in so much stuff. Yeah, right? it's, it, it it's hard to start tracking it from where you just where you could think of anything because mm-hmm. he's literally been in almost everything. Yeah. Like almost every single TV series in the past, like 30 years, he's probably had like one role on an episode just all over the place. <laughs> um, his voice is very recognizable. Um, yeah. If you're watching the podcast, you'll see a picture of him, but like, like if if you don't know who you're talking about, just Google Leslie Jordan. You'll see pictures of him. He is a very famous guy. You'll be like, oh, it's that guy. Um, very prolific. Uh, we don't know a whole lot of details about his death. Other than that, he he was driving, and then he was in an accident, and he died, and we're not sure of the full details. Yeah, he, yeah I, the report I had read, uh, it said that he had experienced some sort of health 
something related, mm-hmm. some major health incident or something that just caused his body to swerve off into the side of a building in Los Angeles earlier. And so it's possible that's... he had like a heart attack or a stroke or yeah, something like that while driving. Yeah. Oof. yeah, that's what I'm guessing. Oof. Yeah. yeah. That's not good. Yeah. Uh, are we ready to go into actual, uh, movies? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. Starting out with not horror-themed Halloween stuff, Stephen King's Cat's Eye. Stephen King always does these lighthearted romps. You know that? (laughs) (laughs) No, this this was actually a fun movie. I enjoyed this quite a bit. It's, uh, if you don't know, it's, uh, the Sunrise movie, it's, it's three mini-stories told from the perspective of a cat, essentially. And I will say, I'm kind of impressed how well they were able to coach the cat to make it feel like it was in the story. Because I have cats. It'd be a pain in the ass to get them to act how I want to in a, the, how I want well, them to in a movie. <laughs> I, mean, I yeah. imagine. I mean, I was doing a little bit of reading of behind the scenes of this because I was curious about that and a lot of other stuff with like how they did it mm-hmm. i imagine like with the cats they had to have done treats and i because uh, that's typically oh yeah how i i understand they'll do it mm-hmm. but and i was when i was doing the reading i found out okay yeah they did lure treats so they had several different cats and different like stand-in Cujo okay dogs. i assume there's at least yeah. two because dogs... there's times where it looked different yeah. Mm. Yeah, well, one of the dogs that was uh, used for the uh, dog chasing it that kind of looked like Cujo when there mm-hmm. was like the heavy hand-fisted Stephen King reference, right? Yeah, up. yeah. Like three and one. Like just three yeah, references. Right yeah, right in the game. Yeah. Just kind of getting, okay, we get it, movie. It's yeah, Stephen you're, you're Stephen King short, <laughs> short stories. We got you. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> I mean, I still loved it. It was camp and I just loved it. But uh, one of those dogs was also a dog that was used on the filming of uh, Cujo. And that dog so technically was Cujo. Ooh. <laughs> wow. I did not but know they that had used Yeah, they used several different cats because what would happen? You know, you'd get one cat to do it and then the cat would get full. It's not going to do it again. Yeah. Again. So there, there are different cats in the movie. Yeah. There are several different cats. I believe like two or three. It they looked like there's at least of... two. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It, there's yeah. little differences, but yeah. Um, yeah. There was a time where I was like, that cat looks different. And I was like, I think it's supposed to be the same cat. Cause the overall design is the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the stripe pattern is the same type of breed, but just yeah. a different stripe pattern. Like, I think there's one with, like, white feet and then one with, like, darker feet. And that's the big yeah, giveaway, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, cat owners would recognize it instantly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, George, this is your pick. What what, what are your thoughts? Mm. So, um, I, I know a little bit about this movie. Um yeah, that's the three segments. The first two are from the collection called Night Shift. And oh. then the third segment with the, the troll was new for the movie. Which oh, I'll, I didn't I'll know argue that. Is, okay. I'll argue that the third segment's probably the best part of the movie. It is um, kind of the one that brings it all together. Visually, right? yeah. Visually, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, they do yeah, lots of great I'll get into that when stuff. we start yeah. talking about the third half. I'll get into yeah. why I feel visually it's Well, best. I think, yeah, I think it's probably best to just go over it like a story at a time, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's just go through them. Um, so the first one is Quitters Incorporated. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> in, in all honesty, I 
I watched this movie quite a bit as a kid, and I only really remembered the third part just because of how scary it was to me as a kid. Yeah. But um, I didn't see the rest of it until I bought the DVD when it first came out. So, so yeah, Quitters Incorporated has um, it's the one with James Woods, right? Yes, it's yeah. James Woods as the husband, <laughs> and then he's got a wife and a daughter, and he he just wants to quit smoking. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> it's a kind of a you know big brother suspense kind of thing he's trying to quit smoking but part of the deal is they he's being watched at any time of the day or day or night Mm -hmm. so he always has a sense that he's being stalked or followed Mm -hmm. um and he kind of questions his own sanity a little bit it's like oh is this just a hoax or they can't really be you know it's creepy stuff like you know someone appearing to have hidden in the closet in his yeah, house. Yeah, those then... wet galoshes in the closet that are gone the next day with footprints. It's like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, I'm in rush hour traffic. You know, it's bumper to bumper. There's yeah. no, and I'm on an overpass. There's no way they can see me. And then yeah. he takes a you know, drag uh, and it's the guy in the mm-hmm. car next to him. <laughs> and then so well, to, to firmly establish how Quitters Incorporate works, he goes to the office and uh, they say, okay, here's the deal. Uh, we're going to help you quit. Uh, if we catch you smoke, we're going to keep an eye on you. If you catch you smoking once, uh, we're going, well, first they show the cat in this like electric booth and it's dancing around and they're being awful. Which is kind of disturbing. Yeah. But yeah. then they're like, if we catch you smoking well, well, once, we're going to put your wife in this booth. Catch you smoking twice. Reading... Oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah, I did read that. They weren't actually shocking the cat at all. They were just. Oh, I hope not. Yeah. Air. It was yeah. just a little burst of air, which mm-hmm. kind of makes hope, it a little yeah. funnier. Yeah, yeah, a little funnier. It would be easier like, to make a cat man. jump around with that too. <laughs> you just piss that um, cat off. Yeah. How many guys, takes did that take? You guys noticed too that every segment I think had a version of every breath you take. I think it, yes. it's a cover. I don't think the second one did. The original. It, it, it's, it was because it's not a cover. They, it is a cover. Yes, sir. It mm. is. It is a cover, mm. but. They it is because it was cheaper than mm-hmm. securing the actual rights because they yeah. filmed it in sequence to the song already mm-hmm. before they secured the rights to it. Yeah, and you know, Staden wouldn't Which, budge for it, so they just it's very somebody to cover it because that's cheaper, I guess. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, it would be cheaper overall, but yeah. you might be right, Bobby. I don't know for sure if it was in the second part or not. Yeah, I don't think it was. It was definitely in. It was definitely in the first and third. Definitely, it, it might have been like. It might, I mean, if anywhere, if it was in the second, it would have to be the casino the at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah, playing or the, the casino. casino. Yeah, because I know it was set to it. Like the whole film is set. Mm-hmm. To it. Yeah, but it was fitting for the uh, first. Yeah, because it was. Uh, oh yeah, I'll every watching you. Yeah. watching you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> especially breath and smoking yeah but anyways yeah, so if they oh i i, I, I was i was just gonna explain the, 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 this <laughs> oh my god we're not gonna say anything <laughs> so quitters incorporate they catch you smoking once wife gets put into this electric booth and gets shocked around catch you smoking twice his daughter's getting put in the electric booth and getting shocked around and catch him smoking three times they're gonna rape his wife and i think he watches or yeah do they just rape her and then the fourth time they I just believe... shoot him. They just shoot... Yeah, I think it was implied. <laughs> yeah. They didn't show it, but yeah, it was implied. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, yeah. So uh, this is hardcore. Uh, you 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 better quit if you're signing up for this service. <laughs> They're serious about you quitting. <laughs> yes, they are not gonna fuck around with that shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's 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 a kind of fun story, kind of an interesting look at like quitting cold turkey because that that shit is rough. Um, Quitters Incorporate well, yeah, definitely it, takes it to an extreme, but it is rough. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I felt like the movie, it really talked overall about, like, you know, different fears that are out there and are represented, like, that people have. Mm -hmm. Like, this one, like, Quitters uh, is, like, you know, the fear of addiction. Mm hmm Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it's a fun segment. Uh, James Wood is at his most subtle. Um, definitely mm -hmm. no, no chewing the scenery for him in this at all. <laughs> he just plays yeah, it very no. neutral. <laughs> As he does, as he. But yeah, no, I enjoyed this one. Are we ready to move on to uh, uh, the sequel to the Airplane? Part of it. The yeah, ledge. yeah. Uh, the ledge. <laughs> yeah, which I believe this. I think this one's obviously about heights. What? No, <laughs> no, no. Yeah, that's how, that's how it relates to Airplane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a Robert well, Hayes. I mean, yeah, well, not drinking problems. <laughs> we don't even see Robert Hayes in the beginning. It begins with like. Uh, you you see the rich guy who's who's later becomes key, and he's talking to this guy who seems like a dick. And they're they see the cat and they're Not like rich. Yeah, they're yeah. both assholes. And the the first rich guy, the older rich rich guy, I guess we'll say, says, "I bet you so you know two thousand dollars that cat makes it across the street." And the other guy says, "I bet you it won't." And then the the one guy immediately starts encouraging the cat to cross the street when it's busy. Mm -hmm. It's like wow, what piece of shit. What piece yeah, of they're, shit? They're, yeah, pretty fucking but, terrible. But, well, you, fuck you. <laughs> and it, it kind of gives you this false sense of, oh, maybe the older rich guy's okay? No. <laughs> yeah. Well, especially when you see him pick it up and go, yeah, but I, I laughed at that being a cat owner. That cat wanted no part of being picked up. No, no, yeah. At all. <laughs> but It's uh, like, man, that's probably the best take they, they got. The but, cat but, just not like, no. <laughs> so Robert Hayes had, if I'm remembering correctly, um, had a kind of a fling with the wife, the rich guy's uh, they wife. They were dating. Yeah, they were. Yes. And so I think he he's makes... just more than a rich guy. I think he's a gangster. Yeah, he's yeah. almost certainly doing illegal activities. Uh, mildly questionable yeah. stuff. <laughs> so he makes the deal with them. Um. Remind me, because you you guys have a more recent watch. It was something about so, planning drugs in the car, and then it yeah, led to... Yeah, he was planning like a bunch of heroin in his car, because he's like a disgraced tennis player or something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, and then that, that leads <laughs> to the deal that if you make it around the ledge of the building without falling off, that he will... Um, yeah, he, he will... Withdraw the, the drug... And and, and and essentially write a run, run away with his wife. You know, yeah. yeah. You know, you guys can have your happiness, but you, you essentially this five inch ledge that goes across the whole building. He has to walk across it. And they're what probably supposed to be at least 10 stories up, maybe 20. <sighs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But I know that they built that like the set. It was probably it was in the sound stage. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah. And it was like maybe 12 feet off the ground. Mm -hmm. And. Everything is else there? was like, yeah, like miniatures. Oh, yeah. Them. There, 
There are so many natures in this movie, which is kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, Bobby, is the uh, the DVD as a commentary? Is there like a making of somewhere? This was just stuff I found, uh, like just reading about and like finding like whatever I could salvage off YouTube and throughout uh, Wikipedia as okay. well. But yeah, there was uh, something on uh, on YouTube I found where it had a lot of the production stuff. And it just got this guy was breaking down how all of this happens. Like, oh, wow. Oh, those are all. Yeah, well, these don't look like miniatures. Mm-hmm. That's cool. How that. Yeah. But anyways, uh, Robert. Yeah, the... Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say special effects wise, like the, the third part is really impressive. Oh, we'll oh yeah. That's that. that's where it gets we'll about impressive. Yeah. But yeah. About but yeah. <laughs> Robert Hayes from Airplane fame. This is a couple years after he landed the plane in Airplane. Um, taking a very serious turn in this movie. Uh, totally in canon, though. No, <laughs> yeah, he still quite hasn't gotten his drinking problem. Though. Yeah, yeah, he hasn't figured that one out yet. No, uh, he seemed pretty nervous walking around the ledge. It might. Have oh, been his yeah. First time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was a. <laughs> they they do a good job. A little tension. The wind blowing around the corner. The the sense that he really mm-hmm. lots of times doesn't have stuff to grab onto. He reached that Freaking one area. Pecker. Yeah, that yeah, fucking pigeon that pigeon. pecks your foot to you bleed. That winning, that <laughs> it's winning like, rat. Yeah, you back the fuck off, motherfucker. It's like, I want to stress. Like, obviously this guy's sleeping around with this other guy's wife, so he's not the best dude. But man, they put you on his side fairly effectively. I mean, yeah, you are just do. like, God damn. <laughs> they um, really do. Uh, he makes it into this like little safe spot where he can actually just relax for a moment. You know, it's not like the guy gave him a time limit or anything. This is like, you know, walk across this. Really? So I was like, okay, yeah, take it easy. Then he starts shooting a fire hose and says, oh, no, you can only stay here for so long. It's like, wow. What a piece Enjoy of shit. You on your toes. What That's a piece so of shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, it's just <laughs> terrible. Um, it's like, I want your demise to be very painful mm-hmm, as, as well as sudden. He, get, he gets his... He does. Spoiler alert. Pause. Well, Robert Hayes does eventually make it around. And the rich guy does give him everything he asked for, including his wife's head in a bag. Yep. It's not the first time Stephen King's done that in the story. Yeah. No. Actually, it might have been, but one of the Dark Tower uh, Part 2 does kind of a similar scenario. Yeah. I haven't read Dark Tower 2 in a long time. I remember really liking that one, too. That was probably my favorite. Um, yeah. That that being said, I haven't read all of them, so maybe there's better ones later. But uh, that's drawing up the three, right? Yes. Yeah. Then okay, the, yes. the yeah. rich guy goes out on the ledge. Mm-hmm. Gets, yeah, and then Robert Hayes point, gets a gun then... and forces the rich guy to do it, and he doesn't do as well. He doesn't make it. Yeah. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he, was he... it the woodpecker that gets him? Yeah, it's it the pigeon the, uh... that primarily gets him, yeah. He's trying oh, to go around the corner, yeah. the pigeon bang, 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 and he's out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, again, it's just, it's, a, it's, it's, they do a good job with these short stories, like, drawing you in. Sometimes that's what short stories are good at. Just very quick story. We're going to just throw you in this situation very quickly, and it works. Um, so uh, I don't think there's any other stories worth talking about. So I think we're going to go ahead and move on to Black Adam. No. Wait, is there another story? Is there another story? I don't know that the third part has an actual title. I just called it the troll. 
Yeah, the general. Oh, the general. Oh, yeah, it might be. Okay. Well, throughout this it movie, I don't know. We see the cat traveling to all these locations, and we the cat's getting visions of Drew Barrymore saying, "Please help me, please help me." I'm not sure why the cat's getting the visions, but that's the driving force behind the cat. The cat eventually does find Drew Barrymore. Well, mm-hmm. uh, I I did find out that originally they wanted to have an opening sequence where the cat was used to belong to a family and the daughter and a daughter who looked very similar to Drew Barrymore, whose daughter died because of that troll. So that was huh. there. But oh, the but the executive head said, like, no, that's stupid. Well, yeah. I don't want to spoon feed the people. I did that, not. That would have been interesting. I did not. Yeah, would have been. would have. Yeah, it would have given it way more context as to why that cat was, like, so determined. Yeah, I think in the details, but I did read about how uh, they had, the director had this longer intro to explain the connection, and the executives cut it. Um, (laughs) But anyways, yeah, the the cat, who is now known as the General by Drew Barrymore, um, is kind of, just seems no protector from this troll. Who is living in her room, and of course her parents don't believe her. She has a parrot in her parrot. Uh, is it? No, it's not a parrot. Uh, I think it's a cockatoo. Cockatoo, yes. Or yeah. yeah, it's a bird it's in her another room. Very, it's another variant of a winged rat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the parents say, you know, the general comes over. The parents say she, the cat can't come inside at night. And then the next night they're like, hey, you know, we found fur in your room. What the hell? And she was like, I don't remember letting him in obviously you know what's up but yeah of course the parents don't believe her parents uh and then the next night uh the bird gets eaten by this troll running around and the parents assume the cat broken and killed the bird even though uh drew barrymore saw i don't know if she saw the whole thing but she saw enough to know that the cat was protecting her from this troll and even the dad yeah well the cat gets into a bit of a scuffle with the troll and it throws a knife at it yeah, it causes the cat to bleed. Yeah, quite a wound. And even the dad notices the wound and says, I don't think the bird did that. Like the mom saying the bird did it. And it's, yeah. dad's like, it doesn't look like no. the bird did that one at all. That's a pretty big wound for Did, a did you bird. recognize the dad? No, who's the dad? No. He's also the dad in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. You're right. Holy crap. He is? Holy shit. I recognize shit. that yeah. immediately. Um, right when I saw him, because I always just think of, like, I guess the, my favorite line from him, and that is, like, I think we should shoot her. Mm. <laughs> no, that, wow. I know I, I did not notice that. Mm. Yeah, I noticed it immediately. It's like, hey, <laughs> he must have shot his old family. Yeah. No, new one. <laughs> but, the lady who played the mom did a, a good job of playing a bitch. I know. She was such a bitch. Yeah. She, ca- she catches the cat and takes it <laughs> off to the pound. And fortunately, the cat is dedicated. The cat is the hero of this whole goddamn story. That cat was smart. Yeah. I'm they... like, yep, yep, yep. Just drop that bulb. See ya. <laughs> yeah, that the the troll figures out and really starts going after uh, Drew Barrymore. What's the name of the character? I know the creditors are girl, which is not helpful at all. But I don't remember the name Samantha. of the character. Is it Samantha? Okay. Yeah, Samantha. Works Samantha. for me. It's our girl, guys. <laughs> our girl. Our girl. Talking about our girl. <laughs> our girl. <laughs> our girl. <laughs> but um, yeah, the cat breaks out and protects uh, 
protects her from the troll. They, they, they have this little fight between the troll and the cat, and the cat wins. The parents see the body of the troll, and uh, Samantha gets to keep the cat. <laughs> well, the cat protects it's, her. It's interesting. Is the, the that whole final sequence? It it looks incredible. Yes, and that's mostly just because that they had a performer in the costume. Yeah. And just built everything up like I think three quarters of a scale. So. Yeah, like the honey, I shrunk the kids kind of yeah. treatment. Yeah, they totally yeah. did that. Like segments of the room are obviously built large to have this guy running around in a troll costume. Yeah, it looks very good. They do a great job with it. This is like early stages of the stuff they would later use in Lord of the Rings uh, franchise. Yeah, uh, and even uh, yeah, and doing forced perspective, it was yeah, it was very cool. There is every time I. I watch it i'm just like blown away by not just all the different elements that make up like the final battle scene in the room yeah where where it's like yeah it's you know the regular set that drew barrymore is on and then there's the the upscaled set that the guy in the costume is on yeah. and then there's the cat element where he's interacting with the troll and it's it's very seamless there's a the, the only kind of shot that kind of screamed like 80s in terms of compositing was when he's on top of the blanket and um yes yes okay so he's blue screened into the shot but then you do a double take because they have another practical element where the hand pinches her nose Mm -hmm. and i'm like oh that's clever so yeah i was yeah how they can you question the shot yeah Yeah. well with the shot of like the troll and the cat on top of her those are like three separate composite shots all on one. Yeah. And I think that was that's incredible for the time. Mm-hmm. Also, the uh, troll itself, uh, it was made by the same uh, guy behind the character design of E.T. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> no. The voice of the troll is the same yeah. voice as uh, Slimer from the real Ghostbusters. Yeah, I recognized yeah. it instantly. I was like, I know that voice. Uh-huh. Like, oh, but man, the, that whole sequence just like freaked me out as a kid. It was pretty terrifying. But as well, an adult... I know that it's... a lot of it, like the stuff that wasn't of him running around, like the close-ups, were uh, performed by puppeteers. And like they had little wires on the outside of the face had to, to have been... control the facial oh like like animatronics yeah it had to have been jim henson or somebody from jim henson it was too probably somebody to from it i think if it was actually jim henson yeah. you won't have seen that prominently advertised but it's certainly somebody from the creature shop yeah. it is someone yeah. who went to the school the henson muppet shop definitely mm-hmm. for sure yeah but it's as an adult it's it's almost um things that you find scary as an adult or a kid, you kind of find a little more cute as an adult. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I kind of find the troll kind of funny and cute at times. Yeah, yeah. He's, the feathers tickling her foot, and then she accidentally kicks him. He's like, ah, and he falls into the... <laughs> <laughs> and then the cat comes down the chimney, and he looks at the cat, and he's like, he throws like a slight tantrum. He's like, oh, shit, the cat again? <laughs> And oh, I have to give credit to the movie because, like, they do that whole action scene between the cat and the troll, and I don't recall if there's any shots of them actually in the same shot. If so, there's very few. But I followed it oh, fairly the, well. I don't. The record yeah. player shot, maybe. Maybe a little bit there, yeah. But no, yeah, I, I, they, I feel like there's um a shot where 
you know, the, the troll is holding the, the sword and the cat's on the other side of the sword in a couple shots. Maybe, yeah. Uh, like yeah, I said, it's... there's just not a whole lot of it. There's not... Yeah. The record player shot was pretty impressive. Yeah. That one won. Yeah. And the return of every breath you take by not staying in, please. <laughs> At different RPMs. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Played it very fast, went, you can't whoop. tell it's not the police. <laughs> right over yeah, the... there into the fan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, and now what's left of them? Yep, and that was the end. Yeah, the of reason like why the dad yeah. picked up the dagger out of everything there, he picked yeah. the dagger up. He's like, oh. yeah, I, I think like, his wife. Yeah, what yeah. did I tell you? Yeah, look, look, is, is this a bird speak, motherfucker? <laughs> I could have sworn that the dagger that the dad picks up had a straight blade, but the dagger that he used. In the other scenes, had I a wavy blade. I think it was blade. a different one too. I think it was yeah, too. You that? Well, I, the, I was like, "Wait a minute." Well, the the first blade was thrown at the cat, so it's possible he didn't get that one back. So, but yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I I think that segment is a good like exercise in studying special effects because I'm yeah. still kind of blown away every time that I oh, yeah. I watch it. Now, this is like if if you are not familiar with like uh, computer animation, here's a time where they did computer animation or essentially did really good effects without computer animation. And this is the type of stuff you do practically in it. Looks largely yeah. good. Obviously, now if computers, you could get away with a lot of the lines and stuff for the superimposing and make that look better. But outside of doing that, that's the best thing to do to improve the look because outside that look is very solid here. The only other thing I would add about the movie is uh, Alan Silvestri did the music. Yeah. It was very close to Back to the Future. I, I think didn't... it came out the same year. I didn't feel it was very close to Back to the Future. I felt like it was way more synth-heavy than Back to the Future, though. Like, it, I feel like some of the like the lead cues kind of had the Back to the Future feel to them a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I'm actually glad you brought that up because I actually found his... Like, I like Alan Silvestri, but I actually found the score a little distracting at times. It was super keyboard-heavy uh, score and mm. didn't quite work for me. And I, I usually dig the keyboard synth scores from the 80s, and this, like, I'm not even sure if this works as, like, its own thing, much less in the movie for me. Um... There were some, some uh, suspenseful moments in the score that I thought were were decent. Mm. I feel like your typical like synth horror kind of eerie mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. But yeah, like the action music felt more Back to the Future and not really horror movie. Yeah, it's like I yeah. I, I would say it's a rare miss for Alan Silvestri, a guy who usually nails it. That that being said, that's one of the few misses in the movie. Overall, this is definitely worth checking out. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I've never seen it until watching it last night, and I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, oh, yeah, I enjoyed this, too. And I, I had never seen it before, either. I was mistaken. Oh. I thought I had. I thought I had. I was. I realized midway, I was like, oh, did, was I thinking of Firestarter? I was thinking Man. of Firestarter. Uh, you, you did that, like, a couple I, weeks ago, too. <laughs> yeah, I... You've seen Fright Night, right? Yeah, I've seen Fright Night. Oh, I thought you meant Demon Night. <laughs> no, I thought you said Demon Night. <laughs> yeah, that's just with horror. I've, I think I've just seen so many that they just kind of start bleeding together after a while. Yeah. Especially when you dive into like the B horror and like the Grindhouse trash cinema. Mm -hmm. 
I, I, I know I've seen one. I, that's, I, I can't, I, for the life of me, I will swear that it's, I eat your flesh. Mm-hmm. And I describe the plot and look it up and I see like no such movie exists. And I go, no, I have seen this movie. I know mm-hmm. I have. I remember it because I was like, wow, this came out right after the Manson murders. Ah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah. So anything you want to add, George? I think we're ready to move on to Black Adam. And unless you want to add anything. Uh, no, don't think so. Okay. Um, so I'll probably hop off. So I'm going to try to avoid spoilers for both Black Adam okay. and House of the Dragon. So. Okay. Okay. All yeah, right. Just, just leave us. We don't care. We don't care, man. We just go. <laughs> go. We're uh, fine. Glad you guys enjoyed the movie. Yeah. So, just leave. We don't talk- care. We'll just leave. We don't care. <laughs> yep. That's how it goes. All right. <laughs> hey guys. Take Later, care. George. <laughs> All right. Are you ready for Black Adam? Yeah, yeah, let's get into it, because I got a lot to say. Black Adam is a movie that was made, and it was released, and it exists. Yeah. Um, it, it, I, I I, didn't hate this. I yeah, no, I don't it. hate it, but I don't particularly like it either. Um, yeah, I didn't really care. No, here's... Okay, <laughs> this is not, like, the worst movie ever. Uh, I just... Uh-uh. There's, there's okay. totally, like, decent stuff in it. But here's the thing, like nothing in it is, I would say nothing in it is particularly bad, but also nothing in it is particularly good. No, it's I mean, <laughs> well, there's no, there's a couple moments where I'm like, OK, cool. Pierce Brosnan's cool. I enjoyed the kid that did Adam yeah. Smasher. Actually, they the whole Justice Society, some, I thought was fun. They did have some very nice points to it. Um, like, yeah, I, I, I personally that I got this. This is what I got from my viewing. Um, uh, Hawkman. Mm-hmm. Or you know, like you know, uh, Falcon, mm-hmm. as he was saying, and acting a lot like Anthony Mackie's character, yeah, like, with his quips mm-hmm. and like that. And I'm thinking now, I'm not too familiar with the character, but I'm pretty sure he doesn't talk like that. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty like, sure he doesn't either. That being said, I yeah. liked his performance. I thought he did a solid job. I did. Yeah, I did, and, and he definitely made him more of appealing because yes. the only relevance to the character that i'm familiar with is the old animated series and if i recall he was just very dense and just alien outerworldly so well that's i the guess thing. Uh, like things like sarcasm and stuff as are very human nature they don't pass off that well on him they just kind of go over his head kind of like thor well I, the thing with uh hawkman is he's never a character that's interested me uh, he's a character I'm familiar with. Ah. I've seen him ah. in a lot of stuff. I've read him in a lot of stuff. I kind of, I know okay. he exists, but I don't really care. And here I kind of okay. cared. I thought he was fun here. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, I liked him and I definitely, you know, I wanted to know like more about the Justice Society. Yeah, I know. It's like we get just enough Justice Society to want more, but we also get just enough Black Adam to want more. Because that's the other thing. Mm-hmm. Black Adam totally has this arc here where he starts out kind of villain-ish. Not full fledged villain, but villain ish. Kind of just on that line, and, and I kind of like, I liked that aspect. Yeah, and then they kind of turn him into a hero, and it's not terribly done, but it's not brilliant either. Um, no, there's I will say better movies that do this movie, thing. Yeah, there is a. I could think of one example that I think did that I think did this far better. Matt, you which one are you thinking of? I'm thinking of? <laughs> Terminator Two: Judgment Day. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Um. 
because I got T2 vibes mm-hmm. so much from this. Mm-hmm. I, I was half half waiting for, like, you know, the kid to teach him how to smile. Yeah, yeah. And I like I said, I have mixed feelings. Like, I almost feel like what yeah. we have is a decent, like, somewhat entertaining Just Society movie and a decent, yeah. somewhat entertaining Black Adam movie mashed together and cut down to make two hours and you end up not really satisfying either of them. And overall, just an okay DC yeah. movie. Yeah, it's, it's not bad, just okay. Like uh, I'm kind of more of the opinion. Now, I I only stayed for like the bit. I guess the post credit was there an end credit? No, no, there was a mid credit, but no post credit. We stayed for the whole. Yeah, thing. like it showed after the stylized credits that just shows the key players in production and title. So, spoiler then, that was heavily promoted in the promotional campaign. So, not really spoiler. The last shot in this really movie. Try to hide it. Yeah, the last shot in this movie that once you see it, it's over. Is uh, Henry Cavill as Superman? Yeah. If you've seen Henry Cavill as Superman, I'll, you've seen the last shot of the movie. Mm. Yeah, I'll admit. I'll admit. I was like, well, fucking a. Yeah. Okay. No, I. Here's the All deal. Right. I love that they brought him back because I think Henry Cavill's a solid Superman. They haven't given him good yeah. stuff to work with, but I think he could do a really good Superman. I really do. Um. And I believe it too. And there was aspects where a good Superman or the potential of a great Superman I felt was coming out in Man of Steel. Now that movie does get a lot of hate. Mm-hmm. I feel it's very misunderstood. Yeah, I, I really enjoy it. I compare it to my love of like a, the other Superman movies of like one and two. Yeah. Um, I have very mixed feelings about Man of Steel and that like I will plug it in and enjoy it. Yeah, but I feel like it kind of misses a lot of the points sometimes, and it gets really close to making points, and then it just doesn't do it, and it's like, ugh. It does. It's not perfect by any no, means. No, no, as it's flawless. I now, I mean, there. I feel that with this, they wanted to tell a different story than what we're used to of seeing Superman on film. And I feel that this is one of the first DC movies that has really kind of echoed that sentiment of the original mindset of mm-hmm. Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. Now, am I by any means say that MC or like the DCU is truly started with Man of Steel? No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. I know that Snyder wanted just to get away from the bright blue suit Christopher Reeve imagination. Mm-hmm. And he wanted just to kind of base a one of bit more in reality yeah the stuff i don't like about man of steel is actually i feel like we could have condensed uh krypton a lot more yeah well i like a lot of the krypton stuff but yeah it needs condensed the final fight needs condensed too because i like a lot of it but just keeps on going on and and he still should have killed zod and he yeah no i actually my issue with killing zod I have I an like issue it. of killing Zod, but it's not that he does it. My question is, we should have explored that more. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah, I actually I like that because I don't know what other option there is that moment. I agree with you 100% on that. We should have yeah. gone into that more. And maybe they could do that with Man of Steel, too. And like, now that yeah, he's been Superman, in this movie, yeah, there's a greater with... chance of this. Now I want to now I want to talk to some of the fans who are pissed at this movie because uh, Henry Cavill is not wearing the black suit. I just want to tell those fans, come on, guys. You're not going to get it. Zack Snyder's Justice League is not canned to DCEU. I know you want it to be, but it's not. It's, 
It's better than the I mean, other Justice League, I know. Yeah, it but is. Even in black that one is that one is canon. Even they, they, the, yeah, I like the black and white version, which was the only one I watched because when we had to cover it for the show, uh, yeah, I wa- I told you I watched the black and white, and you're like, oh, you know that there's the color version, right? Mm-hmm. No, I'm not rewatching it. Yeah, no, it's it's a chore. <laughs> That's the thing that that movie is better, but man, they need to cut it. There is so much that needs cut from that movie. That could have been a part one, part two, easily. Yeah, but like I, I love westerns. I won't even sit through a long western that long. Mm-hmm. But, um, nah. but uh, bring it back around to Black Adam. Um, one thing I wasn't sure if they would do, but they did, and I'm grateful for it, is that they borrowed heavily from Shazam lore, which is exactly what you need to do for Black Adam story. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they did it very hard. Like, uh, they have a little Easter egg about Black Adam in the first Shazam movie, where they talk about they gave it to somebody who was the power to someone who was unworthy, and the results were disastrous. And that's yeah. who Black Adam is. That's who... yeah. I um, was a li- I kind of thought that he might have show would show up at some point. Yeah, like, but we get Henry Cavill instead, and Shazam's I definitely mean, getting a sequel, so I get I get it. I mean, yeah, yeah. So does this mean we're actually going to see like you know Shazam and Superman in the same frame? In oh, the- that would be nice. That would be nice. And that's the thing. We, uh, I think just earlier, like Henry Cavill made an announcement, and it was on Variety, I believe. So it's fairly reliable. He made an announcement saying that he is absolutely back as Superman. So I'm assuming he's re-signed a contract. Warner must have given him a fat offer. Yeah, because he's gone through a lot of shit over this role. Um, And I love him in the role, but like, these fans get a bit much. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he he himself. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But I'm happy that he's back. mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I would like a man steal, too. And I am fine if Zack Snyder doesn't direct it. I know lots of people are not. I am fine getting someone besides Zack Snyder to direct it. Uh, yeah, there's I'm lots fine. of very talented people who could handle it. You know who I would love to see direct? Who? Tim Burton. Have you seen The, the Death of Superman Lives? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I have mixed feelings about that. Like, he had cool ideas, but the story wasn't there. And that's kind of what threw down that movie, I felt. Don't let him have control of the story. Just let his story... Yeah. Let him direct. I'm not not entirely against it, but it won't be my first choice. I don't think Tim would ever do it, though. No. Well, especially after Superman lives, I don't see him coming back to it. Mm. Well, no, no, no. I think that's more of a, a Joel Silver... Yeah, you've heard Kevin's Kevin Smith's story about Superman. Yeah, uh, remind me. Um, the yeah, Joel Silver, like the guy, the executive producer behind yeah. the Donner, mm-hmm. and like you know the original Superman. At some point after Mallrats, before Dogma, I guess he had gotten a hold of Kevin Smith, and this was after Chasing Amy. I'm sorry, like. Because of, like, you know, all the comic lore and everything, you know, he thought, you know, hey, he must know a lot about comics, you know. And it was mostly just because of the conversation about, um, uh, that Brody had with Stan Lee about, yeah. uh, Ben and what was under his trunks of his yeah. made of Ford truck. Mm-hmm. 
just because of that, he figured that Kevin Smith knows his fucking comics. Mm-hmm. So he want, he brought him in, and he's like, I want you to write him a Superman movie for me. And he's like, fucking all right. Like, you know? Yeah. Like, and is that things yeah. that me and my friends have been doing for years? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> he's like, but a few notes. It's like, okay, okay. What are your notes? And he's got his pen pad ready. You know? And I think it's, he uh, can't fly. Yeah, Gavin Smith's like the, uh, the, red fuck? Suit, the, the cape. fuck. Yeah, the red and blue, red and blue cape suit. Yeah, no, he thinks it looks stupid. Get rid of it. Oh yeah, and he has to fight a giant metal spider at some point. Yeah, and I, I yes, I th- I do remember that story now, and I remember Kevin Smith just being like, man, like <laughs> his heart's just fucking sinking. <laughs> just fuck. Huh. Yeah, like, that's the shit we love. That? Okay, giant metal spider, weird, but we could probably figure that out. The rest, fuck. Yeah, we could. <sighs> okay, there's like giant metal spider. I could work that in with Lex Luger. Like, yeah, like easy, easily, tricky, sure. But uh, the other but, stuff's like fuck. <laughs> I want that he, stuff. <laughs> um, he can't fly. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 no. Stupid. Yeah, it's unrealistic. It's Superman. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. And the suit. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, he just, he ended up hating and like, you know, no, he just moved on to something else or passed or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's like, later on about that next summer, a movie came out about some cowboys fighting a giant metal spider in the desert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, and if you look at who one of the executive producers are of that movie. <laughs> Oh, I just, I always think of that with Kevin yeah. Smith. Yeah. Fun mean, fact, well, Wild Wild West is been, awful. <laughs> that movie is bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But uh, you notice we're talking a lot about the Superman's potential, and that's because Black Adam, I don't have a whole lot to say about Black Adam. I really don't. Well, okay. There's some aspects of it that I like. I did yeah. like the uh, introduction to comedy a little bit more natural mm-hmm. in this. Now, I, I felt it hit a lot of the same comedic beats, just like Shazam, mm-hmm. but I felt that came more naturally because they were just kids. And, mm-hmm. you know, kids absolutely could talk like that. I mean, mm-hmm. that's how me and my friends talked at that age. Yeah. And, uh... and and a lot of those beats, but also the uncle in there, I felt he was a pretty good comedic relief throughout yeah. the whole definitely thing. uh the antagonist yeah that dude looks shit i no. yeah the antagonist never re- like i'm not gonna lie until you brought him up again i forgot completely who the antagonist yeah. was well, it was that weird wormy guy that turned to a demon yeah. well i think it's funny because when we see him when the all the ship first starts to go down we see mm-hmm. him walking and like all of them walk in and he's last and he kind of does like that mm-hmm. same look and i went all the Indiana Jones movie, the three yeah. Indiana Jones movies I've watched, tells me that this guy is up to no good. Exactly. <laughs> like, I, yeah, no, you're doing it early in the film. Yeah, yeah, nope, mm-hmm. nope. I think he pushed their teammate. Oh, I for sure. He, I think he totally did. Yeah, and he was gonna kill her too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um. Yeah. That's the thing. I don't I mean, like some, and well, yeah, and. I felt that the story with that was going on within like the the world where it it was taking place, I I really feel there was so much of it left out. Mm-hmm. Just kind of, like I'm actually kind of want to know more about 
uh, yeah. world. Well, that's the thing. Like, like, so many of the Shazam references kind of left me just wanting to watch Shazam again. Of course, we'll get to that yeah. fairly soon. Um, the other thing to bring up is, uh, like I said, I feel like these are two decent movies kind of meshed together to their own deficit. Yeah. Like, I think you could do a movie by itself with just Black Adam. And you could definitely do a movie by itself with just Justice Society. You could do these separately. Like, Black Adam, like, except for some action scenes, you don't really need the Justice Society in there to rein in Black Adam. Black Adam's not, like, hardcore supervillain at the end of this. He's essentially anti-villain at the end of this. And he has to learn how, like, don't maybe don't kill, like, everybody. Don't Because he, he, it's already established at the beginning. He's not, he's not just going to kill innocent people. He might be a bit careless, but like if he sees an innocent person, he's not going to let him die. Yeah. Yeah. So if he sees an innocent person in peril, he's not going to let them die. He's he's going to save them. So like, I feel like there's enough of a story there for its own movie. But instead, we have just society and the just society is good. But it feels very tacked on and we get some action scenes between them and it's it's fine. But it feels unnecessary and... Honestly, I mean, I'd like to Smasher see two separate awesome. movies. I think it'd be better. <laughs> yeah, I did enjoy Adam Smasher out of the group. Yeah. I mean, and Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Fate was great. I loved him. Yeah, that um, was actually pretty cool. Pierce was Pierce rarely turns into bad performance. No, he knows his shit. Yeah, he knows. Yeah, he, he was great in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did. I, I knew he was going to die. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, he, he is not a young man. And he's talking about, oh, somebody's going to die. And I'm like, oh. It's gonna be him, oh. isn't it? This is oh. so. This is so it's, it's like telecast at this point. <laughs> yeah. And what's your power again? Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right, you better go out like a boss. Yeah, he, he did he all right. Yeah, like he knew. Yeah, he did. I was. I wasn't like disappointed by it. I mean, I did kind of like the death fake out of the antagonist, and then he came back to that supernatural being. Mm-hmm. That's kind of when we got into what I think is more of DCU's like more comfortable heavy. Yeah, CGI. yeah, the heavy I mean, CGI villain to fight for the hero like, to fight. Yeah, never like, seen that yeah, one before. Never. <laughs> Justice League. Um, uh, Batman v Superman, Wonder Woman, twenty seventeen. And uh, and uh, nineteen eighty four as well. Well, I guess if you count Cheetah, oh, which I Kristen don't know. Bell, yeah. yeah, CGI Kristen Bell, yeah, uh, Chris, not Kristen Bell, Kristen, Kristen Bell, yeah. Fuck the one from Saturday Night Live. Yeah, how'd that spell? Kristen Wig. Kristen Wig. Yeah, Kristen Bell. Bell's from like a good place. Oof. That's right. That's yeah. right. But yeah. This is, this isn't, like, if you're really excited for a new movie in the DCEU, go ahead and check this out. Everyone else, I don't know, like, you get Superman back for a couple seconds, it's kind of cool. Yeah, and that's cool. You get a couple cool cool characters, it's fine. You get a few nice callbacks to other Mm -hmm. DC movies that kind of tie them all in. Uh, You Mm -hmm. get get to see Waller. Yeah, yeah, Waller's in there. I didn't realize Waller would be in there, and she's got a couple scenes. Um, Yeah, she's... She's got a bit. Harcourt had a little cameo as well, which is kind of fun to see her in there. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is this is two decent movies meshed together to a mad movie. I don't like if you're looking for me to hate it or love it, you're gonna be, you're missing out because I just I don't have strong feelings. It was fine. Yeah, it was all it was, right. Yeah, just like the biggest thing to, to say. Away for, 
Yeah, biggest thing to take away from it is Henry Cavill's cameo. and Yes. Two-second yeah. cameo is probably going to get more buzz than any, and be talked about more than anything else in the movie. Maybe yeah. Pierce Brosnan, but... Um, yeah. I think even that will get uh, silenced, and it's just going to be Henry Cavill as Superman. Will be the biggest really, takeaway. Mm. They really did make use of that song. I even forget what song they used, but it was the one that the uncle kept singing. Yeah, yeah, I forget too, but yeah, they 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 go back to that well quite a bit. <laughs> it was a funny well, though. Mm-hmm. Well, there were our parts I was laughing when it, I shouldn't have been laughing in the theater. Yeah, like, like there was some that was part of it that was laughably bad. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, this one was uh not a not their best turn, but I I didn't hate not it. their worst. Not their worst no. at all, by a long shot. It's just, it's it fine. It was an Aquaman. Yeah. Uh, are we ready for House of the Dragon? Yeah, let's get into House of the Dragon. House of the Dragon. Uh, the yes, last I, four episodes. I did manage, did manage to get all four. Oh, yeah, you didn't man. text me, so I kind of assumed everything was fine. <laughs> yeah, my DVR caught up. I rewatched eight. And then I caught the late, late night showings of nine and or reruns or West Coast late night showings of uh, nine and uh, ten. OK, yeah, so I think I watched ten twice, but I, I do remember the events of nine. Well, ten is probably the most important one. But yeah, I'm trying to remember. Yeah. <laughs> uh, was it episode seven where she marries Damon or was it? Oh. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the exact timeline because I've been watching these as these come out. And I, during this, I know she marries Damon, which is a relationship I'm not thrilled with at all. Um, well, it's it, it's a power move. Yes. Oh, well, it's very much a power move, especially on Damon's yeah. part. Damon. Only to strengthen their claim to the throne. Yeah. Which uh, I don't think Otto gives a shit. I don't think. No, no. And I mean, I, 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 I don't remember the scene of him coming back because when I saw him, I was like, the fuck is he doing here? Yeah. I thought his ass was fucking exiled. Who the, yeah, who, no, who he was the kicked out. Then the other hand died. Then he's just back. And I was kind of like, wait, you just brought him back? Why? Why would what you bring the, his ass the, back? The, Pick another hand. Is there only two people who possibly be hand in the entire kingdom? The fuck? No. No. No, no, no. You you give me that. No. Yeah, it was definitely one of his worst calls. And uh, and Viserys, as we all know, survives the whole season because he can't die. Yes, he can. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I was... he does finally die like five episodes after I thought he was going to. But yes. <laughs> yeah, I thought he looked old and disheveled in the last episode. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. upped that ante. Like, no, he was looking rough in episode five where he passed out the end. And it's like, nope, he's just going to look worse and worse for a while. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, Viserys um, really tries in the last episode before he dies to kind of bring his family together. Of course, it all just goes to hell. Um, yeah, he's he's obviously very upset that, you know, there's so there's so much infighting. Mm-hmm. So much. And he just wants them to rule as a dynasty and just yes. allow it to happen. Mm-hmm. And anyways, he named his daughter his heir. Yep. And and he's he's doubled down on it quite a bit to his credit and tried and to reinforce that claim. Even when they were at odds with each other. Yes. She is still my heir. Yeah. 
you know, and uh, there's been lots of push from Otto to like maybe may, maybe it should be Aegon, your your eldest son. Even after Otto was the one that pushed for Rhaenyra's to be the heir because he was afraid it'd be fucking Damon. And a- after he's done that, he's like, oh no, wait, I, I can I do take backsies? It's like, fuck no, Otto, fuck off. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, Otto. Yeah. No, Otto, like, Otto was never a character that thrilled me, but in the first episode, I was like, he seems a lot better than Damon. And, okay, so Damon's kind of like a wild card, but Otto is just such a piece of shit by the end of this season. Yeah, Damon's definitely the wild card. Yeah. I mean, I don't like him, but, like, compared to Otto, I like him way better than Otto. I want to say that Damon's decisions are a little more calculated. And like he he's aware of every step he's taking to an extent. I feel Otto might be more calculating, but like yeah, Damon. Is, but, but, Damon's but, calculating too, for sure. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. they both they both have the same drive. They're yeah, own, oh yeah, their own. You know, they're both it. pushing their angle towards the Iron Throne. I think what's interesting is after Viserys dies, we have a whole episode. Where it's just Otto essentially usurping Rhaenyra's because Rhaenyra's isn't there. She's at uh, Dragonstone, the Targaryen house home. And yeah. he is at King's Landing and he is just pushing Aegon to be king as fast as possible before Rhaenyra's even knows her father's dead. Um, he's locking up all, locking up and probably killing most of her allies in the house. Um, yeah. I guess we don't see what happens to the Graham McTavish character. He kind of walks away after all of this, and I assumed he was going to lie himself for Neris. Maybe he just walks away. I, I think he might later on down the road because the way that yeah. he left really reminded me of how Sir Barristan left in, like you know, a Song of Ice and Fire. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I would be shocked they had the Graham McTavish in here and weren't going to use him again. <laughs> I would, I would think they'd at least give him a big old death if they were going to finish him off. Um. But yes, the uh, the king dies. We have a whole episode with Otto usurping the king. Alicent believes that the king's dying wish was that Aegon be king because she doesn't know the Song of Ice and Fire. And in episode 10, we find out that even Damon doesn't know the Song of Ice and Fire. It just seems like something that Viserys shared with Rhaenerys, which is an yeah. interesting thing. Yeah. Obviously, they were very close, and that's probably why he kind of decided to be ride or die with her being the heir because he just you know he thought the world of her honestly um well i think it's because it's the last living remembrance he has of his first wife yes yes there's that too yeah and i think that's why he can never truly be angry or anything like you know vengeful towards Mm -hmm. her And I think it's worth noting. So we get a whole episode of Otto scheming and, you know, getting things set Mm -hmm. up. Rhaenerys finds out that her father dies. She gets this offer from Otto and she's not prepared to go to war. She is still looking for the best possible outcome here. What is the most peaceful outcome here? Because she still she she still wants the throne, but she doesn't like she's not looking to kill people. And it just it's like when I'm seeing this, I'm like, Oh God, she needs to be the king, the queen, king, whatever she wants to call yeah. herself. She yeah, she's she the one that be. should be. Yeah, she needs to rule. Yeah, uh, the ruler needs to be concerned about stuff like this, not concerned about like oh who has power. Um, now, obviously, Damon is taking the other angle with it, and he's a hundred percent ready to go to war. 
And yeah, there's a little power struggle even in their their marriage between the two of them. Which is an interesting dynamic. <laughs> um, like I said, I did not like their relationship at all. Um, well, the fact that when she was so young and he took her to that sex house and, you know, kind of seemed like he was going to go go at it with her, but then to his credit didn't, but still he took her there. Sleazy move. Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. like their relationship at all. I don't like I don't blame you. Yeah, it's it's I mean, that it, it, it is a little cringy when because mm-hmm. that's her uncle. You know, yeah, that, well, there's that whole angle too. I'm, yeah. I try not to let the incest get to me in these stories because uh, incest is a part of especially life back then. Lots of marriage yeah. between houses. Yes, incest is gonna be a thing. It happens. It happens. It's still cringy looking at it from today's it, perspective. It, <laughs> it absolutely is, and I'm not condoning it. By no, any no. It's vile and gross. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think it's more so, uh, it did kind of bother me a little bit when she said, ever since that night at the brothel, he awakened something. I'm just like, oh. Uh, yeah. Oh, I mean, I guess at the point when they did get married, they both had had their own marriages, like ones that they were forced into. Mm-hmm. And they weren't ones that made them happy. Like by any means. Well, I so I, maybe in a way it's them going after what their like you know their their actual lustful desires are their their true wants and needs as opposed to the needs of the family or you know. Well, uh, actually, allow me to rewind a bit because I want to talk about okay. a bit. I want to say her first marriage, Renaris and Lenore was his name. Yeah, I believe yes. The eldest son of. Uh, Lord uh, Coralies, uh, what is what is the family name? Uh, is it Viserys? Something like that. Um, no, like Viserys's sister married to that the the High Valerian. That's right, Viserys. Viserys is the king. Who, who, who? What's the family name for the Lord Cor- Corlys? And it's a famous family name. I'm brain farting on it. Okay, I saw a battery on my phone. I'm gonna look it up real fast. <sighs> Oh my gosh. What? Breaking. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. That's terrible. Uh, hold on. That's loading up. Uh, Mark Rubio. I think you might have gotten assaulted. Oh, uh, Marco shit. Rubio, canvasser and a notorious white supremacist, uh, was beaten in the Miami area. Rubio tweeted that four animals beat a man who was campaigning for him simply because he's Republican. That doesn't appear to be what actually happened. Mm. Ooh, if you follow me predominantly on Twitter, you'll see that he was beaten this morning, I guess. He claims. Well, that might be something we bring up next week in the news. Yeah, but yeah, sorry, sorry, I'm trying to... The house name I'm trying to think of is Valerian. It is Valerian. It is so Valerian. all the people listening, okay. yes, it is Valerian. Um, yes, so... We'll, we'll chop out Rubio. <laughs> who, who, you know, he pri- primarily, he controls the seas. And... Yeah. Uh, Renaris marries their eldest son. To get out of that marriage, 
they kill him. But I think it's worth pointing out that I, I actually missed what really happened the first time watching it, and my parents missed it completely. He He's not dead. He runs off yeah, with his boyfriend. His they death. they make it look like he dies. And the, the his, his parents think he's dead. Everybody thinks he's dead, except for essentially Damon and Rhaenerys. And obviously he yeah, knows I, he's not dead. He you know. I went back and rewatched it. Yeah. Because I think it was when I couldn't get episode seven on my uh, on demand. Mm-hmm. And HBO Max was giving me issues. But, like, so I watched eight. Mm-hmm. And I see a scene of her talking to, to his parents going, I did not make the order on your son or anything. I'm like, wait, wait, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then I finally watched seven. I did see that that part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I watched it a little out of order, but mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think for this show, it really, I guess it did matter in that case. Oh yeah, and in this show, it can't matter quite a bit, depending where you're at. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, I mean, they were jumping around, I figured it was alright. Yeah, no, there's a bit of jumping around, so like, there could be times, like, you don't know when it's gonna matter and when it's not. <laughs> yeah, true. But yeah, uh, I think mm-hmm. it's interesting. We get one house that clearly is just looking for power, and one one house is looking for the best solution. Um, gee, I wonder well, who should have power. Who should? Well, I I think we're uh, also glossing over the fact that uh, a major uh, there were a few major character deaths, not any in ten. I'm talking about one that happened in high court. Uh, and they were trying to determine or determine uh, the rightful of passage for the throne where uh, the valerian oh uh, yes yes uh, was arguing and uh he Corliss called, younger um, brother yes <laughs> yeah he had called Rhaenerys a slut and a whore yeah i believe her children bastards and, yeah and uh damon sliced his head in half and that that's the thing so like Corliss and his wife know the children are bastards they have dark hair there's no skirt around it that being said as far as I can tell, they've raised them like their own grandchildren. And they Corliss did. has even said, you know, at the end of the day, you know, essentially their family, they have our name. You know, we're, you know, blood yeah. is blood, whatever. It's it's the family name that matters. It's our legacy. Yeah. And, and it, there is a logic to that. And I, I personally feel like like if you're going to raise them like they're, grand, you're your, they're your grandchildren, then they're your grandchildren. Yeah. I think that seems reasonable to me. <laughs> Yeah. Um. But yeah, it seems like his his younger brother had different thoughts, and that did not go well for him. No. And did not. (laughs) Yeah, and the Valerians, even you know, knowing that the kids are bastards, they do align with Renaris in in this. Uh, which is you know good on them. You know, and that his wife even brings up like one of the first things he brings up in defending Renaris is you know essentially her three children. That is it three. Or is it two? But the three. children they've raised as grandchildren. Yeah. You know, obviously she is concerned about them, and that, that tells you a lot of where their heart is. Um, yeah. One th- uh, Now, of course, uh, that brings us to pretty much the end of the season. Uh, so the two children, two eldest children, take dragons to go talk to the lords of Stark and uh, Baratheon. And they think it'll be fairly easy trips, you know, or we're taking, you know, the sons are taking dragons. They'll have some force behind them because they're fucking dragons. But, you know, they'll be treated well. And she even makes a big deal of the younger son's going to visit Lord Baratheon. And it's like, he'll treat you very well. 
And I'm like, I know these are different lords than we get later, but like, I would feel way more comfortable sending the kid to Stark than to Baratheon. Baratheon's yeah. more likely to be a handful, but she seemed to think Baratheon would be yeah. safer. <laughs> well, yes, yes, <laughs> also. But, you know, there are... I think why she said that is because the Lord, I believe, who was sitting there mm-hmm. was a child when she was named Er. So yeah. he also swore fealty or loyalty to her. Mm-hmm. So somebody who remembers that vow, somebody who will honor it, which is why she did that. I might have had to binge today. Yeah. It was a lot wasn't making sense to me. Mm-hmm. So. No. Well, yeah. Well, he, he essentially says, you know, it was a vow made by my father. And I'm not, you know, I don't see why I yeah. need to honor it. Or it might have been him or the Stark. I can't remember. But, but one of those. But yeah, the the kid makes the house Baratheon, and he sees a much bigger dragon is already there, and it's uh, Aemon's yeah. dragon. We haven't really brought up Aemon. Aemon is the younger brother of Alicent and Viserys. He's a bit of a fucking psycho. Um, he was bullied, yeah, he so like, there's a degree of sympathy for him. But like, the stuff he's done since then has been pretty fucked up. Um, yeah. So he is already at Baratheon. He's made them a huge offer because obviously he doesn't have their word. So he's made them an offer to become the, you know, to recognize Aegon's claim instead of uh, Rhaenerys. And he's like, well, they made us an offer. You you just come here saying honor your claim. But it was a claim my father made. So I don't see why I have to honor it. I They, they have an offer. I think I should take the offer. But like, I don't remember the first name of Lord Baratheon. He's... He doesn't seem like the best lord, but even he, when he sees Aemond is tormenting the kid, is even he starts going, dude, back off. You know, we aren't doing this here. Yeah, you're not doing this in my hall, yeah. Yeah, and of course, so the kid leaves on his dragon, and Aemond follows him and starts tormenting him on his much bigger dragon. And it seems like the dragons start getting really pissy with each other, and the smaller one blasts fire at the big one's face. So the big one just eats the small one. Sun and More or less, yeah. Yeah. And then the last thing we see is, a, like, it's unknown how much the mom will know, but all the mom actually knows is that the son went to Lord Baratheon, Aemond went to Lord Baratheon, and the son didn't return. So we but just Aemond. know she is pissed, yes. She is. Yeah. Um... So and that leaves off the season. So we 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 with everything that happened with Viserys and them trying to usurp the throne, we saw that she was still looking for the peaceful option. And then now her son is dead. This is not a good way to to go out. Um, no, it's not. She That's she is probably ready. She's probably ready to cut off some fucking heads at this point. Um. Yeah, this is good. I'm really enjoying this. I really like how, like, it was a, kind of a slow burn. Like, you kind of like, but aren't really thrilled with a lot of the characters, and some of them you kind of dislike, and your opinion changes throughout the season of some of these characters. Like, I hated Damon a lot more than I did at the beginning than I did at the end. I still don't like him, but I don't hate him as much. <laughs> yeah. That being I said... 
you definitely have some good guys and bad guys with Renaris definitely being more or less a good guy and like Aemond is bad news. Otto is bad news. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, and I think Alicent is bad news, but she's also kind of lying to herself. She's like, Oh, this is his final wish and it's like you know it wasn't. You you almost certainly no. know you misunderstood. Like even if you didn't misunderstand, it it was like he was dying at that moment. You know, yeah. how, how how much a grain of salt at best of what he's saying. You, you you can't treat that like, oh, that's definitely what he wanted. He spent his whole life for this one thing. And then his dying wish, he says something completely different. Which do you think you should put more stock in? Come on. <laughs> All I got to say is I, I can't believe I'm actually saying this. Where's Pycelle? Yeah. <laughs> need him. He would have been on that. Sh- like, yeah, no. <laughs> mm hmm. But yeah, well, I'm excited about this because I yeah. think by next year we're going to or whenever the next season comes out, I believe we're going to be getting to the point where we might start seeing some or see, hearing some names that we might start recognizing. Possibly. I don't know how many we're yeah. going to get, but yeah. Yeah. But yeah, this I'm is a good curious. show. We're going to see a little baby like, you know, Aemon Targaryen, you know, from the wall. Mm-hmm. Oh, That's God. That's what I'm like. That's what I, I don't think he's that old. I don't think he's. <laughs> I don't know. He was pretty ancient. When yeah. Him, like we, we ran across him in that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, this is a this is a good uh, I, this is a good first season. I'm definitely want to see where it goes next. I well done. Yeah. Uh, Bravo HBO. Yeah. Uh, any final thoughts for the the final episode here, <laughs> or the oh, final, no. or the first season? Okay. No, not yet. I'm, I just know that we have some t- some waiting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's probably going to be about a year. <laughs> it's like, shit, now I have to wait. Ooh. We, we'll, we'll get to it in the roundup. Oh, okay. Uh, well, oh, I need to fix this one now. Um... <clears throat> in fact, I can queue it up. Okay, I, 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 that, that'll work. Um, all right, so next week we have Andor episodes five through eight. Uh, we're going to watch the first Black Panther and the first Rocky. Does that sound good? <laughs> that sounds excellent. I've yes. been waiting for us to cover Rocky. Yeah, I know. Time. I had the whole thing on there, and then it's it really got cut down, which I assumed it would be. But it's like, you know, some of it makes it. We'll see. And pretty much all that made it was the Creed movies and the first Rocky. But, you know, the first Rocky's awesome. It'll be fun to rewatch that one. <laughs> yeah, it will be. Um, now, what, what was it you wanted to bring up? Uh, today... Uh, the Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania trailer. Oh, yes. Dropped. I did see that earlier. You get ever so little bit of, uh, uh, Kang. Yeah. And that's gonna be, that's gonna be the real, in- like, you, you saw the character in Loki, but it's a different variant of the character that's gonna be Kang, and we're gonna see the Kang variant in, uh, yeah. Quantumania, which should be interesting. Kind of seems like a thing where they're gonna be, like, almost, like, lost in the Land of Oz type deal, except, you know, quantum that's that's kind of what i'm gathering it could be fun it It could be fun yeah it could be it could be fun it comes out next year so yeah it comes out uh what four months essentially less than four months actually february yeah yeah well we get black panther even sooner than that i'm much more excited for black panther i think black panther yeah when uh yeah i already got my tickets for that 
Yeah. Uh, when is uh, Planes, Trains, Automobiles on the schedule? Oh, we did. We covered that last year. We did. We did. Yeah. Never mind. Never mind. I guess then uh, I saw on Fathom Events that they're having it in the theater on November 6th and 7th. Mm-hmm. So I think the wife and I are going to go. Well, that is a classic. I mean, like, yeah. To go see that in the theater. Yeah, I've never seen it in the theater. I, well, yeah, if I did, I was I too did. young to remember. <laughs> yeah, I, I still just think like, yeah, I mean, I've seen it, but still, it'll be hilarious. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but, That's uh, right, we did watch it last year. Yeah. Is there another Thanksgiving one you want to think of? Uh, The Last Waltz, we could just watch the musical documentary. Since Ooh. it happened on Thanksgiving. Yeah. And just, it could be your introduction of, to the band, and we could just talk about the band for the episode. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know maybe maybe <laughs> we will see <laughs> but uh yeah I can't think of anything else to add uh should we just say goodbye yeah what I think so I don't yeah, uh, maybe. I guess okay well we'll give this a shot. They think order and chaos are somehow opposites and try to control what won't be. Do you enjoy pain? Pain don't hurt.